0: Good morning. Today's lesson is titled, Full Life in Christ, found in chapter 2 of Colossians, verses 6 through 15. The keep in mind verse for today's lesson is verse 10. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your word and the truth that it contains. Thank you for all who have join us for today's lesson. Father God, be our guide as we study this lesson. You alone are faithful and trustworthy. Thank you for caring for us, strengthening us in our weakness. Forgive us for when we don't thank you enough for who you are and for all that you do for us. Father God, continue to be with all of those that are sick, bereaved. Father, forgive us for our sins and be with those that don't know you in the pardons of their sin. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now the background for today's lesson. Throughout his ministry as the spiritual father of the Gentile church, Paul wrote letters of correction, gave instructions, and built up the faith of the body of Christ. It was especially important for him to do this in locations whose congregations he had not met. In this letter to the Colossians, his purpose was to refute heretical teachings, including a... Not, that were influencing believers and therefore causing confusion. gnosticism comes from the Greek word napsis, meaning knowledge. They concluded that matter was evil and formated the idea that possession of knowledge was the only requirement for salvation. This is why they did not want to attribute humanity to Jesus Christ, because then material things were evil. Paul stresses that in Jesus Christ, as he appeared on earth, was the fullness of God in a human body, Colossians 2.9. Paul's reference to circumcision, food regulation, and feast days indicated that his heresy involved Judaistic tendencies. Instead of disproving the false teachings point by point, Paul gives encouragement encouragement in laying out a clear argument that all things are fulfilled in the person of Christ. He stresses that all wisdom and spiritual understanding can be found in the good man, Christ who redeemed them and now holds authority over all things. The lesson describes Christ's power in overcoming sin. This is shown in plain contrast to the failure of the unbelieving world. Paul encourages the Colossians not to be tricked by misleading arguments. This passage also explains the seriousness of salvation. Those who put their faith in Christ are spiritually circumcised and are identified with God through their faith. This act of forgiveness by God frees us from the eternal penalty of sin, restores our relationship and defeat the evil forces fighting against us. Now we will read verses six through eight from the New Living Translation. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. The author of today's lesson has titled these three verses, Warning Against Strange Teachings. Paul warns members of the church in Colossae against deception. He told them that arguments that may sound rational on the surface, may be opposed to what they have accepted by faith in Christ. When the Colossians encounter arguments that oppose Christ, he does not want these children of God to lose heart or abandon their grounding. Therefore, Paul affirms that they have received Christ Jesus as Lord and should live their lives planted, rooted, and established in him alone as Paul told the church at Ephesus that their spiritual growth need to be developed so they are not tossed and blown about by with every wind of new teaching Ephesians 4:14 4, just as Peter does in 1 Peter 5:9 through 10 Paul implores the Colossians and Laodiceans churches to stand firm stick to what have been taught and continue to have a thankful heart Sternly but lovingly, he warns them not to be captivated by philosophy and ready fashion and human traditions and seated in the world ideology. Paul then refers to what he has heard from Ephesus and Timothy concerning the message circulated among these congregants. The information is believed by scholars to be mixed of Jewish tradition and Gnostic philosophy. In First Timothy six twenty and 21, Paul tells Timothy to God what Paul, God has entrusted to you and stay away from godliness and foolish discussion with people who opposes you with their so-called knowledge. This has caused pe- people to leave the, the faith by following such foolishness. One of the enemy's greatest tricks is to distort the truth of God by planting a seed of doubt. If the devil, through strange doctrine and heresy, can catch members in isolation, he does his greatest damage. Thus, to help them assist in each other's spiritual growth and to stay grounded in the faith, Paul tackles the issue by encouraging believers to remain faithful and stay connected. Verses 9 and 10 reads as follows For in Christ, lives all the fullness of god in a human body so you also are complete through your union with christ who is the head over every ruler and authority verses 9 and 10 are titled fullness of life in christ paul continues this conversation with his church family in colossae by reemphasizing what he said in chapter 1 but in a slightly different way in colossians 1 15 through 20 Paul says that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God and that all things in heaven and on earth were created by him and for him. In doing this, he emphasizes the supremacy of Christ over any other religious figure or ideology. He places Christ in his rightful position as head of the church and explains that it is pleased the father that all fullness of God dwells in him. Colossians 1:19. Paul revisits this point in chapter two by informing believers that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and is fully divine, Colossians 2.9. This church family is encouraged to stand firm and know that because of its faith in Jesus Christ alone, and because people in that family live for his glory, they are complete in his fullness. He alone is above all rule and authority in heaven and on earth. Because of their connection to Christ, they have accessed the fullness of God the Father by the Holy Spirit. Ministry is at its best when a leader can point the way through the power of the Word to build a community of believers confident in the Son of the Living God. Just as the church in Colossae, we sometimes allows worldly ideas, tradition, and philosophies to get in our way of living for Christ. Second Corinthians. 104 through five tells us that we should use God's weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments so that nothing can keep us from knowing God. If we live in a way to always honor and please God, our lives will produce every kind of good fruit and we will grow as we learn to know God. Colossians 1.10. Now verses 11 through 15. From the new living translation when you came to christ you were circumcised but not by a physical procedure christ performed a spiritual circumcision the cutting away of your sinful nature for you were buried with christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of god who raised christ from the dead you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. These last five verses are titled, Believers Are Complete in Christ every Jewish male was circumcised to show devotion to God. But although a man has been circumcised as a baby, he may not try to please God when he is an adult. Just as Deuteronomy 10, 16 says, God desires real devotion, not just an outward sign. When we put our complete trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, Paul says, we have hearts that are circumcised. Circumcision cuts off a piece of the flesh but receiving Jesus Christ as our savior means that Jesus Christ has cut away our old sin for nature. Paul says the rite of circumcision is something like baptism. When we are plunged into the, into water, our old sin selves are buried with Jesus. Then we are raised to life by the power of God through our faith in him. Paul says it's also like a piece of parchment containing a license of a person's debts. When the debts are paid, the writing is erased. Again, this is just like what Jesus did for us. Imagine all our sins written on parchment and Jesus erasing them all. In fact, the record of our sins has been nailed to the cross and no longer exists. The physical act of baptism is not what washes the sins away just as physical circumcision does not make a man good. Instead, it's our trust in Jesus for his death on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. Colossians 2.15 gives us one more picture. When a Roman general had an especially great victory over his enemies, he held a parade. The general and all of his proud soldiers marched in front. In the back, pulled by a rope, were the defeated enemies. This is the picture that Paul paints for us. Christ, our Savior triumph over his enemies. As we close, we must remember that Jesus' victory on the cross made it clear that the devil had been defeated, but he hasn't given in to defeat and hasn't been fully eliminated. This is why we still have struggles. The devil continues to pursue us, just as he did with the Colossians believers. He uses our weakness worldly temptation to trick us. We must know the truth and not be influenced by the devil's tricks. We should live our lives according to God's word and to continue to walk in the path which leads to God. Once we understand our identity in Christ, we can live above the devil's control. Ephesians 6 from the New Living Translation reads, put on all God's Armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all struggle strategies of the devil. Let us close in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this lesson and all that took the time to hear it. Father God, I ask that you put your arms of protection around them and continue to bless them. Father, I ask that we remember to live by faith and not by sight so that each day we will follow the path of Christ and not the world.